Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Creating Happy Writers podcast. Thanks for joining me as we delve into the exciting world of writing and publishing non-fiction books and everything in between. My name is Steph Caswell and I'm an author and writing coach on a mission to help you find confidence and happiness in your writing journey. To explore what it means to be a writer. Because writing is more than getting words on a page. It's more than holding your finished book in your hands. It's about the personal journey we go on as writers, the challenges and the triumphs we face on a regular basis. But it's not just about that. I want to empower you to write a book in your niche, to become the go-to expert. Because you can use a book to grow your business and be a thought leader in your field. You just have to know how to do it. I'm also an avid reader and feel we can learn much from the writers who have gone before us. So during these episodes, I'll be sharing books I think you'll love and learn from too. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Today, we're exploring the people you need to make your book a success, i.e. your book team. Publishing your book is an exciting time. There's no doubt about it, but you can't do it all by yourself, even if you think you can. You've got to build your book team. But who should be part of it? During this episode, you'll find out just who you need to make your book as successful as possible. But first, let me start with a story. During World War I, a Chicago newspaper called Henry Ford an ignorant pacifist. Ford sued the newspaper for libel. During court proceedings, Ford himself was put on the stand so the newspaper's lawyers could show the world his apparent ignorance. Throughout, the lawyers asked Ford a number of questions to demonstrate his lack of general knowledge. After a barrage of questioning, Ford became increasingly irritated, tired of having to prove himself. After one particular question... He leant forward in his chair, pointed his finger at the lawyer and said, If I should really want to answer the foolish question you've just asked me, let me remind you that I have a row of electric push buttons on my desk and by pushing the right button, I can summon to my aid men who can answer any question I desire to ask. Now, will you kindly tell me why I should clutter up my mind with general knowledge for the purpose of being able to answer questions when I have men around me who can supply any knowledge I require? The answer floored the lawyer. Hardly one of an ignorant man. Now, two things about that story. One is I think Henry Ford should have surrounded himself with some sensational women as well. But secondly, it just shows the fact that it doesn't require you to know all the answers about publishing a book. I also thought when I read that story that when he talked about having a row of electric push buttons, it kind of reminded me of a James Bond film and I automatically thought that the lawyer was going to disappear into a fiery pit. But thankfully, no. So why am I telling you this, really? Because you need to adopt the Henry Ford approach. You don't need all the answers to publish and launch your book. What you do need is your own team who can supply those answers and the knowledge and the expertise you require. A team of professionals to get your book into the best shape possible. You need to Henry Ford the heck out of this situation. So here's who you need 
and when. First people you need to get on board are your beta readers. Beta readers are people you'll approach before you send your book to a professional editor. They'll give you feedback on the content and the structure so you can make any necessary changes to your work before your editor looks at it. Approach people you trust and whose feedback you'd like to receive. But avoid asking people who are just going to pat you on the back and give you a gushing sentence about how brilliant you are. While that's lovely to hear, it's not going to help you too much at this point. You want readers who'll be honest, readers who'll give you constructive criticism, as well as point out the things they liked. You don't need a lot of beta readers, approximately, I don't know, four or six should do it. Use their feedback to help make further improvements to your manuscript. You don't have to adopt all their suggestions, of course, but if something repeatedly comes up as an area for improvement, it's really worth considering it. It's also important to give your beta readers something to answer rather than just asking them for general feedback because it's quite daunting as a beta reader and I've done it a few times for somebody to say, I just like your feedback on my book because that's a very broad thing to ask someone. So the more specific you can be for them will make sure you get the results and the responses that are helpful to you but also that they don't feel overwhelmed by being asked to be a beta reader. I'll give you some examples of questions that I've given to my beta readers in the past. So here we go. What were your favourite parts of the book and why? Which parts did you not enjoy as much and why? How did you find the book's structure? Was it easy to follow and set out in a logical way? Were any sections confusing or unclear? Did the book live up to its title? Did it deliver what you expected it to? If not, what was missing? Beta readers are great people to have on board for launch week too because you can ask them to give you a review on Amazon or on Goodreads so that you can get those advanced reader reviews because Amazon loves a review it helps their algorithm to know that your book is actually something people would want to read so when you ask your beta readers to give you their feedback it's also worth just saying to them would they be willing to write a review for you when it comes to launch so that you are on the right foot when it comes to reviews on Amazon on Goodreads but also sharing those reviews as testimonials on social media or on your website wherever you are um, promoting your book Having early reviews is really, really important. Okay, next people to consider are editors. Now, after you've made the edits and changes from your beta read feedback, you're ready to send your work to your editor. You might feel a bit apprehensive about this, but I promise you it's a process you'll actually come to enjoy. The reason you'll feel apprehensive is because other than your beta readers, your editor will probably be one of the first people to really, really unpick your book. And because they're professionals and they see lots of different books by very accomplished writers sometimes, you can feel as though you are stressed about what they might have to say about your particular book. And I just want to reassure you, as a developmental editor myself, I'm really used to seeing books in their very roughest drafts. And for me, as a professional editor, I want to help the author make the book as best as it can be. It's not about judging you on what you can or can't do as a writer. It's more about looking at as a book and how can we polish and shape the book to be the best experience for the reader but also a book that you can be proud of 
So if you do your homework and you do your research and you find an editor, and honestly, you will find an editor that you have really great rapport with, they're the ones to go with because you can absolutely guarantee that they're on your side. They're not there in a judgmental way. So now I've got that off my chest. Um, Editors will specialise in working on certain types of books, even if it's just non-fiction. So as with any potential partnership, speak to a few different ones and find one, yes, that you have rapport with, but also one that understands your book and your message and is a champion for what you're trying to produce. Recommendations are useful. So if you want to work with someone, find one that's got a good reputation. And an editor can take you through three stages of the editing process. Some editors, myself included, do structural editing, so where we look at the whole book structure, making sure it flows from start to finish, that you're delivering what you want to deliver to the reader, and also that it all flows in a very logical and seamless way. Other editors are copy editors and they will look at sort of your line editing, making sure that everything makes sense. You haven't got any kind of repeated words that you haven't repeated yourself throughout the book. So they're great at really those finer details. Um, And you can then some people call those line editors, there's copy editors or line editors, um, structural editors or developmental editors. So to make it even more confusing for you, editors have lots of different names, but essentially they're there to make your book as polished and as brilliant as it can be. The less structural editing you need, the better. Um, And that's another reason why your beta readers can come into their own. It's also a reason why you can work with somebody like me who can help you get that structure absolutely solid before you even start. Your relationship with your editor should be two-way. You want to look at it as a partnership, improving your book as a team. So don't be too defensive about your work. I know it's hard. I know you've put your heart and soul into this process, but don't let your emotions get the better of you. An editor is coming at this impartially, so it's worth its weight in gold. The more you can work together, the better your book will be. And my editor, Jessica Brown, she's absolutely fantastic. And I knew I'd worked with a few editors before. And the reason I stick with Jess is because she really, really champions what I do. And her feedback is super clear, concise. She's got that brilliant balance of making you feel like your your book is something special, but also saying to you, hey, this is how we can make it even more special and even more brilliant. So find someone that you have a rapport with and that you can build a relationship with and you will enjoy the process, I promise you. Once you've gone through all the editing stages, you might want to ask one or two of your beta readers to have another look, but that's not essential. And also, please bear in mind, these people are doing it free of charge and they might not have the time or the inclination. But if you know somebody who's really invested in your book as a beta reader, you could ask them to have another read through once the editor's done their magic, but it's not essential. You need the time to make any revisions your editor suggests. So give yourself that time, read what they've said, and you can apply what you want to uh, apply to your work. If you're going with a traditional publishing house, you pretty much will have to apply what they ask you to. If you're self-publishing, it's completely up to you. But I really would urge you to listen to what they say. Proofreaders are the final pair of eyes on your book before it goes to publication. So they're the people that will check for any small errors Um, And many editors are also proofreaders or at least know some really good proofreaders. So you can either stick with the same person or hire someone else to get another pair of eyes on it. 
I would say that's probably your best option is the more eyes you can get on it before it goes out to publication, the more chance that you will have of picking up any of those tiny errors. There is absolutely nothing worse than opening your book a few weeks after publication and having to glance down a page and noticing that it's missing a word or it's missing some punctuation. And even though I have read my book now multiple times, all of my books actually, I will still feel a sense of trepidation that somehow somebody has missed something so you know that is perfectly normal so the more people you can get looking at it the better okay and then we need to think about cover designers so (laughs) i hate this phrase but it's true people do judge books by their covers as much as they might claim they don't i do it you do it we want a cover that gets readers attention for all the right reasons if it looks shite people will run a mile they won't even pick it up it's harsh but it's true Not all graphic designers are able to produce book covers. It's often an area that people specialise in. Again, look for recommendations. Why not check out the covers of some of the indie books you've read or seen out on the market? All authors will have at least credited their cover designer on the inside cover, if not in the acknowledgements. Another option is looking at websites such as 99designs or Upwork or Fiverr, where you can find freelancers who are willing to design your cover. You can also choose an off-the-shelf type cover from websites such as the book cover designer. Try not to do a DIY cover design if you can possibly help it, not even using Canva. Now, I know some of you may have screamed out loud when I said that. I know it's tempting, but it's very obvious you've done it yourself. If you're putting together a short PDF ebook, you might get away with it. But even then, I'd still try and get some simple graphic design work done so it looks as polished as possible. We're coming to the end of the people you need on your book team, but one of the people you have to consider is a formatter. They will help get your book exactly how it needs to be to be uploaded onto sites like Amazon. If your book is not properly formatted, you will struggle to have all the words lining up exactly how they should be on a Kindle or another ebook reader if you've got things like tables or graphs or diagrams that you want to include they have to be put onto your document properly and a formatter will help you do that you can do formatting yourself using software like vellum or you can use the templates provided by kindle or draft digital which are downloadable but if you want to avoid the hassle and you can outsource this process to someone who knows exactly what they're doing and i do this for every single book There are plenty of experienced people on Fiverr who can do this very reasonably priced as well. You also need to format your book if you're doing print copies. Only send your book to be formatted though once it's completely signed off and ready to go. It's the very final stage before you hit publish. And the very last people you want on your book team are your reviewers. As well as giving you feedback on the early stages of your book, as I said, your beta readers can actually be very useful for writing reviews for launch week. But why not use some of your super fans or trusted members of your audience for this role too? I am sure you can think of a few people. You could also invite people on your email list to volunteer for the role too. Wherever you recruit these people from, try to get about 10 people. Give them pre-released copies, which are also called advanced reader copies, and ask them to write an honest review on Amazon or Goodreads once release day comes. You can use their reviews on social media as part of your launch week too, or on your website. Reviewers on Amazon must declare that they were given a copy for review purposes, but you see it quite often, so it's nothing unusual. 
Like I said, the more of yous you can get, the better. And there is a rumour, or it may even be absolute truth, that Amazon will start to favour your book and show it to more people and push it up the rankings if you have 30 reviews or more. Start with 10 reviews and then ask more and more people to review your book as launch week comes. So there you have it. Six people you need on your team when publishing a book. Remember, these people are busy, so get in early. Book your editor and your cover designer when you're writing your first draft. I didn't do this on my last book. You'd think I would have learned by book six. And when I contacted Jess to say that I'd finished my draft that was then ready for her to look at, she actually had a two-month waiting list. So it's really, really important to get in early. I can't emphasise that enough. And now as a developmental editor, I can really understand how... It's easy to get booked up. It's brilliant to get booked up, but it does happen. So start to talk to people in the months preceding. Finally, I know your book is your baby, but doing this on your own is a one-way ticket to Stressville. Build a team, respect their expertise, and your book will be everything you want it to be, and maybe even a little bit more. I hope you enjoyed this episode and feel much more confident to know the people you'll need on your writing journey. It might not feel possible to have all of these people on board, maybe financially, but if you can invest in an editor at least, it will really make all the difference. I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. Much like book reviews, podcast reviews can make all the difference in getting more listeners and spreading the Creating Happy Writers message. And if you know another writer who'd enjoy these episodes, do share it with them too. You can also give me a shout out on social media using the hashtag creatinghappywriters. If you'd like to connect, you can find me at creatinghappywriters.com and on Instagram and Facebook at creatinghappywriters. If you'd like further support to write a book in your niche, you can buy a copy of my book, Dare to Write, How to Confidently Write a Non-Fiction Book to Grow Your Business, which takes you on the journey from initial idea to publication. It's available on Amazon and on my website. You can also join the community by subscribing to my fortnightly free newsletter, which is funnily enough called The Right Stuff, full of ideas and advice about writing and publishing. All links are in the show notes. So until next time, happy writing.